Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast, hosted by me, Holly Haynes. Each week, I will dive into the topics that educate and share the power of productivity to help you focus more on what matters and create a business and routine that you love. Learn the systems and the daily strategies that you can implement right away to crush the daily rush. And instead of just being busy, let's be productive. Gain clarity, focus, and empowerment in your routine and learn how to manage your schedule, your business, and yourself. With a passion for learning and teaching and over 15 years of strategy experience working for Fortune 500 companies, all while raising my twin daughters and building my own successful online coaching business, I'll teach you the systems and structure to make your dreams and your business grow without burnout and frustration, and even a little time for yourself. It is time to crush the rush, as we call it. There is a new way to get things done around here. Grab your favorite journal and pen. You are going to want to take notes. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 25 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And oh my gosh, guys, how did we get to episode 25? I feel like this was just a little idea I had in my head back at the beginning of the year. And now we are into almost a quarter away through the full season. So thank you again for joining me. In today's episode, we are talking about a topic that all of you ask me about, and that is how to get more done with less effort, and more importantly, make more of an impact. And today, my guest host is Kat Elizabeth. And Kat is a personal branding coach, a podcast host, and founder of the Personal Branding Project, who started her professional career in musical theater. How cool is that? And then about seven years ago, went through what she calls a quarter life crisis, which she talks to us about. And then this led her to where she is today, which is a copywriter producing her own cabaret show, how cool, and launching her YouTube channel, which she also walks us through how she does it, all of which have helped her discover her sweet spot, which is coaching and brand strategy. So we're going to talk about batching and determining how to prioritize and the power of the 1% activities. You're definitely going to want to take notes for this one and make sure to listen all the way to the end because she has some great resources that she shares. Let's get to the show. Hi, Kat. Thank you so much for joining me on the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to dig in to your topic. And we wanted to talk today about how you can really focus in on making more of an impact with less effort, which is just, I'm so excited about because that's like my thing of how can you be more productive without actually doing more work. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it is definitely important. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and sort of how you got started. Yeah. So, I mean, my background is a bit of a strange one. I like my, the first half of my professional career was spent as an actor. So performing in musical theater and um, at theme parks and things like that. And I ended up having what I call my quarter life crisis about seven years ago, where just everything stopped. Like I had the like financial distress, like relationship and um, my health, like I ended up in hospital and nearly died. Like it was a really intense time. And I also decided to 
quit musical theater full time and basically started from scratch again, which was not exciting at the time, but thankfully like a lot of things like that, that seemed terrible in the moment ended up like leading to so many different opportunities and really forcing me to get clear on what I want to do. And so for the last seven years, I've gone on a bit of journey to becoming self-employed. I became a copywriter and marketing strategist. Um, A couple of years ago, I launched my YouTube channel channel, which was a really big sort of turning point for me because I started to really understand what it meant to build a personal brand and to build your own platform and have your own voice. Whereas in the past, like as an actor, you usually just, you're somebody else's voice. And I think what I was craving was having my own platform. And yeah, so over the last two years, that kind of led me to launching my business that I have today, which is called The Personal Branding Project. I have my my podcast with the same title too. And at the core, I really help people figure out how to get paid to do what they love. So to become the face of their business and to monetize their personal brands, whether they're service-based entrepreneurs or coaches or consultants or you know even actors and performers with side hustles. So yeah, I, I love what I do today. It was a long and windy road to get here, <laughs> but I'm really, it was totally worth the wait. That's the yeah, main thing. That is such an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. So we wanted to dig in today a little bit more about batching and prioritizing and specifically, and I love when you said this, you said using 1% of your activities to make more with less time. So Mm -hmm. how did you become an expert in this area? And talk to me about batching and, and what you do with that. Yeah, sure. So it's so funny. I, I never consider myself an expert, but then I'm like, I guess I've been forced to out of necessity. So one of the, the, the way I was first introduced to batching was actually because of my YouTube channel. So um, everyone was saying like, oh, you know, it takes so much effort to create one video. Like you want to make sure that you're actually creating a whole lot of videos in one in one go. And I was like, oh yeah, that seems straightforward. And so I kind of just started applying that to the YouTube, which essentially meant that you know, you're batching like-minded tasks. Um, So anything that puts you in a certain frame of mind, for instance, like research and brainstorming, you you tend to be in the similar mindset while you're doing that. And so I would sit down and brainstorm and research, you know, three months worth of video ideas in that one go. And then they were done. And I was like, okay, that was quite easy. Whereas if I'm researching one video, it would probably take me almost as much time for one as it was taking me for 12 videos. Uh, And then it would be the same thing. So when I'm scripting them, I script all of them in one go. And then I'd move on and I'd record all of the videos all in one go. And it just meant then suddenly, not only was I saving that time because I was already set up, I was, my brain was in the right frame of mind. Cause like, as I'm sure you would know, like when we switch from task to task, it can take us like 20 minutes to refocus. So in a day, if you're doing a like a little project that involves lots of different kinds of ways of thinking, then, you know, you're, if you have to add in 20 minutes between, you know, the different kinds of tasks that involves, like that could be a whole day of work, but you end up walking away with one little project that you did. Um, whereas I was finding that I could create 12 videos in, you know, two days and suddenly I had three months worth of content ready to go. And I was like, wow, this is, this is so much easier. But now I'm starting to look at how that can apply to the rest of my life. So other areas of my business and 
you know, as simple as something like in, in the kitchen, I'm like, okay, like, is there a, a way that I can just batch create as much as I can here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm having, if, it, if it's like a cleaning day for the house, I'm like, well, I'm just going to do everything. Like I'm in cleaning mode. Let's just make sure it's all done. So let's clean the house. Let's do all of the washing, like five, six loads of washing, the towels and the sheets, and then it's done. Whereas if you find yourself doing those kinds of things every single day, it just really breaks up your day, but you don't necessarily get the satisfaction of ever feeling like it's actually done. Um, So that's kind of where, yeah, the batching thing um, came about. And it's certainly not rocket science, but it is just something like where we can just work with our our natural way of thinking, I guess, to just become more efficient and, and use less energy. Yeah, I love that. It's funny. My husband and I just had a conversation yesterday because he does the laundry in our house and he does like one load every day. And I hate doing laundry. And I'm like, why would you do that? That is like the worst thing I could ever (laughs) sign up for. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. So I can totally relate to that. Uh, I would just want to do it one day a week. Um, I think the other thing that is really, that has really helped me is some of those creative tasks like you talked about is when you batch them all together, you have a lot more time to really work Mm -hmm. through them. So you're giving yourself that extra time to brainstorm or think or create, and then you don't have to be interrupted um, uh, later on. So I Mm -hmm. love that. Batching is something that I, I try very hard to do. I think I can get better at it, but it's, it's a really helpful skill. Yeah, it's I, I think it's a bit of a discipline. Like you do get better and better as you go along. Like it doesn't just happen magically. You sort of have to train your brain to be like, okay, I'm in deep work mode now. I have to do all of these things and stay focused, which for me, like I'm little miss like shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Like I love to have 20 tabs open and do all the things. But yeah, when it comes down to it, I think and that's where the necessity comes in. Like when you're trying to produce a lot of content and you have clients that you're looking after and you've got a house to look after and all these different things we don't, we can't just spend that much time working on all these things. Like it's not like we have seven days a week to just like kick back and do all the fun things. When you do batching, like for the week, do you set aside certain days to do certain things or do you plan it out at like a monthly level? Um, I kind of have a mix. So where I'm going at the moment, like it's going to get easier as I have someone helping me now when it's just you. Sometimes there's a certain amount of interruptions that happen that you can't really control. But I do find that I'm liking to um, theme my days throughout the week. So I I know that if I'm going to have a lot of coaching calls on a day, I really struggle to then do any sort of deep work. I don't want to sit down and do any writing. Like I actually, I exert a lot of energy on those calls and I'm in a very different state of mind. So every single week I have one day that I just go, that's cool. That's coaching day. And I just Mm -hmm. have it so that my scheduler only allows people to book on that day. Um, And then I find that for client work, which tends to be the deep work where I'm, you know, writing a lot of copy or building a website. I need to have that on an uninterrupted day as well, where I'm not dealing with lots of calls and chatting to people because I just, as soon as I break focus, like that's it. There's no coming back from that. I know that sounds terrible, but I think it's better to just know how you work and embrace that as opposed to trying to force something. Um, But then, yeah, when it comes to the YouTube channel and to the podcast, obviously sometimes things happen. Like my podcast at the moment is just like with COVID and everything that was going on, I just completely lost my routine. Whereas previously, I would try and make sure that I had five episodes done at a time so that I can just know that they're going to roll out throughout the month. And, And same with the YouTube channel, it'd be like four to eight videos, which is like one to two months worth of content. So they're sort of like the marketing approach that I have, which is like 
bigger picture batching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like the weekly approach, which is more about making sure on each day I do as few different kinds of tasks tasks as possible. Yeah, that's super helpful. I definitely um, can relate to that. Hi guys, I wanted to pop in really quick and talk to you about the end of the month. So when the end of the month comes, a lot of us get really frustrated because we go back and we look at our goals and what we set out to do and we're like, oh my gosh, what happened to all this time? Well, I am excited to introduce to my podcast listeners exclusively my new Crush Your Month playbook. What if you could say goodbye to overwhelm for good with a monthly system that will save you time, give you freedom and flexibility, and help you hit those business goals? I not only walk you through how to brainstorm and goal set for the month, I teach you my monthly planning system, show you my daily and weekly checklists, and give you a step-by-step video tutorial for each. Plus, as a bonus, I've included my Crusher content model, which if you're spinning your wheels on Instagram and all the social media things and don't know what to do and when, this is going to help you get organized. So in about 30 minutes or less each month, you are going to be able to set yourself up for success with a clear vision, goal, and most importantly, the tactical steps to implement and plan and keep you accountable. The link and the discount code is in the show notes. Go grab it. And I can't wait to see what you guys do next month. So one of the areas that we also chatted about was prioritization and how to figure out if something is really worth your time, which I think is a great segment into sort of coming off of, okay, like you've batched your time, but then something comes up. Like, how do you prioritize what you're doing and when it's going to happen? Yeah. So something, I mean, I used to be that person that anything I thought I needed to do would end up on the to-do list. So my to-do list was epic. Like it (laughs) was never ending. It made me feel ill. And I was like, I'm never going to get to the, like to the top of this or to the bottom of this. So then I was introduced to this concept, like, and this is more for business, but then I found a way to sort of like relate it to my life as well. But like really understanding what like a revenue generating activity is versus Mm -hmm. like a behind the scenes business building activity. But then I was like, okay, well, if instead of revenue, what if it's just like a return on investment? Like what is the actual return on investment for this activity? What am I getting out of it? And so the, what like, and that basically means it's, yeah, giving you some sort of payoff um, for whatever it is that you're doing. And I think the key to that is really making sure that you actually have your core goals set. Like you've got your, you know, maybe you've got a financial goal, a business growth goal that might be a bit different. Um, You know, you've got your health goal, your relationships and family goals, you know, and it's already a lot of goals, which is why we can see where we get completely overwhelmed. Um, But I think it's important that at the absolute center of things, you go like in each week, these are the things that I want to make sure that I'm achieving. Um, And then really make sure that every time you put something down on your to-do list, you're actually going, right, where is this paying off? Like which goal is it helping me get closer to achieving? And if it's not clear, if it just feels like a nice to have, then maybe now is not the time to do it. Um, Because like one thing that really changed my life was when I understood that for like every yes also means a no. So yeah, what are you saying no to by saying yes to something else? Um, And so that's where we've just really got to streamline and go, what what do you actually want to achieve this year? Um, And how do you want to spend your time? 
Yeah. One of the things we talk about is the difference between a priority list and a to-do list because Mm -hmm. I know for me, because I work full-time and then also coach full-time, I'm usually only getting one to two things done a day because my day is, is full with other activities. Um, and so those are my priorities. My to-do list might have a million other things like laundry and things like that. But if the laundry doesn't get done, like, does it really matter? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's really, really um, important. So talk to me about this power of 1% because I think that's so interesting of how you can really focus in on. So we've talked about batching and we talked about prioritization. Um, Talk to me about the power of 1% and what that looks like for you. Yeah, for sure. So um, there is a book that I was introduced to called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And like a similar concept is in Atomic Habits as well. Like it's not, it's not just his um, kind of concept, but it was when I read The Slight Edge that everything sort of fell into place. And I think because I was able to look back on my life and see it in play, I was like, okay, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. And so essentially it's the, it's the, Um, idea of compound interest and how that starts to build up in time. And so even if you start by doing something that seems as small as like it's 1% of your time in your day, which, you know, like it doesn't sound like much, but really in time, like there's actually a lot we can do with 1% of our time total. Um, And day after day, you start to build this compound interest where you like 1% on 1% is a little bit more. And then you've got like the 1% on the 1% on the 1%. I'm certainly not a, a math expert, but I love like <laughs> seeing it in a graph and I'm yeah. like, oh. And so the big thing that he talks about is that like, well, it's almost the danger of the 1% is that when you're doing it or not doing it for quite a long time, you don't notice a difference. It looks like you're moving in a straight line because it's only 1%. Like the curve is so slight. But what will happen one day, like, so um, there's a story of... um it's kind of like a, a fable, I guess, about um, these these kids that are offered an inheritance. And like one of them is offered, like, I think it's a million dollars upfront, whereas the other one is told, I'll give you a penny every day for the next however long. And one of them chooses one, one chooses the other. And the million dollars ends up going pretty quickly. And like, I think he makes a little bit of money, but then like sort of not much happens. But that one penny keeps doubling every single day. And then he ends up becoming way richer than like right. the brother. <laughs> um, and so essentially what happens is like day after day, it still looks like there aren't that many pennies in this like little purse. But then one day, like as it starts to double in size, like you start to see this huge jump. And that is essentially what compound interest does in our lives is like we we keep showing up, we do the little things every single day, whether that's like making a healthier choice for our lunch, whether it's making sure you get that eight hours sleep, whether it's just making sure you publish that one Instagram post, no matter how you're feeling. And eventually you start to see this much larger payoff. And there's no single day that you can point towards going, oh, it was that day that changed everything. Because we're always looking for this big milestone moment where we're like, oh, this huge launch that I did just changed my life. Or or that one boot camp that I signed up for (laughs) was the thing that just gave me my dream body. It's like, no, it's showing up every single day and doing those activities. But then they're just as easy not to do because like we can have like the burger and the fries and the next day our body probably looks exactly the same as the day before, maybe a little bit bloated, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, But you don't sort of like have to deal with the consequences yet. 
Um, whereas he talks about how like if let's say the, you know, heart disease and all the horrible things that can come from eating really poorly, imagine if it happened, you knew that there was the risk that as soon as you had that hamburger, you actually had to deal with the consequences then and there, as opposed to 10 years in the future, like we would probably act a little bit differently. And it's the same, like if you knew that by showing up every day on, on Instagram or posting a video or just showing up at the gym or going for that walk was actually going to give you that dream body or that dream business guaranteed, you'd probably be more committed to showing up and doing it every single day. Um, but there's this like issue of like not being able to see the results immediately. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of like how I run things now. And I've seen that even happen in my own YouTube channel is like I look back on the actual analytics and you can see this very, very low kind of curve, like where it looks fairly flat for the first, you know, 18 months that I was posting videos. And then suddenly there's this like really increased curve. Like it almost looks like a spike. It's so dramatic. And that is the compound interest in effect. And then, you know, so like it was so difficult to get from zero subscribers to a thousand subscribers, but it was, it almost felt easy to go from 1000 to 5000 subscribers because I'd been just showing up and doing that work consistently. And then I started to have that momentum that just kind of took off without me. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. One of the, um, examples of that, that I share with my clients is reading 10 minutes a day. So everyone's Mm -hmm. like, I never have time to read. I can't read a book. I don't have time. And so I always say, well, just set a timer and do it for 10 minutes a day. That's what I do every morning. And I get through like 13 or 14 books a year. Like, it's crazy. Like, and when I first started doing it, I was like, this is ridiculous. And then, you know, I would get through like a book a month and then the pile just started growing. And I was like, wow, you know, it really, it really does work. Um, Mm -hmm. So let me ask this, out of all those techniques, so like batching and prioritizing and then really thinking about those daily activities, if you're just getting started or you're feeling sort of overwhelmed with where to start, either from a business or a personal perspective, do you have any guidance based on how um, you built your business, like where to start? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would honestly pick one thing that does excite you that you feel like, yes, I can do this sustainably and commit to doing it for a really long period of time. Set a goal that's within your control. So the goal that I actually set for my YouTube channel when I first started it, because, and it was, this is prompted. I have to give my partner credit. He Mm -hmm. was like, I know that you're going to get bored of this and you're going to get frustrated when you don't see the results. So like, you can't be relying on how many subscribers or views you're getting to stay motivated. Cause like, as we know, motivation is like, it's fleeting. So he was like, how many videos are you committed to creating before you give up on YouTube? And I was like, a (laughs) hundred, which like, I, you know, thinking about it now, I'm like, holy crap, that was a lot of work. But like, I'm up to 123 videos now. And because of those hundred videos, like I got past that part, like that zone of feeling like frustrated and like, I'm not getting the results. And it just kept me in my, like kind of running my own race and not worrying about anything else that was going on. So I would say, yeah, pick a goal that is completely within your control. Don't set a goal that's like, oh, I'm just going to lose the 10 kilos or I'm going to hit 10,000 them subscribers because we can't necessarily control when that's going to happen. 
But if our goal is like, I am going to go for a walk or go to yoga every single day for the next 90 days, that is something that you can actually do. And you can bet that the compound interest for something like that is going to build up. Like you'll be feeling like a different person. Who knows? Halfway through, you might be like, I'm going to start running and I'm going to start lifting weights. Great. But like at the bare minimum, commit to something that you know is going to get you closer. Um, And yeah, because like you said with the books, like you don't don't know up front. It feels like nothing. And you're like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like how much can I actually achieve in right. 10 minutes? It's massive what we can achieve. Like if we just commit, like if, if everyone on the planet was to commit to like 10 minutes of jumping jacks, push-ups and dips every day, like the world would be a much fitter, healthier place. Right. But it's just as easy not to do those 10 minutes. So most of us don't do them. I love that. I love setting a goal for like 90 or 100 days. That's super helpful. Um, Digging into details a little bit more, when you think about sort of how you've grown and how you've prioritized, is there certain things that you do during the day that you find have helped you the most? Yeah. And so, I mean, it's one of those things where you need to keep an eye on where you're seeing your results. So as opposed to just like doing all of the activities blindly because someone told you you're supposed to, like, it's really about going like, what is actually like giving me like the changes that I need to see? Like, so I'm always looking like, so using my business as an example, I'm like, right, where are my Instagram um, followers coming from? Like, where is it most effective for me to find these followers? And I'm like, oh, interesting. They're all coming from YouTube. So like the YouTube is actually helping me grow this following. Um, I'm always looking at where are my clients coming from? Where are they discovering me? Um, and especially like where are the best clients coming from? The ones that I love working with. So I need to make sure that like, I'm doubling down on the stuff that's really working. And if I notice that something that I'm doing or creating isn't really having the desired effect, I need to understand why and go, is it that I'm just not making the most of it? Do I need to make some tweaks and some improvements? Or is it something I should just not even be bothered doing at all? Um, Because we're definitely told to be in all the places, like be on all the social media platforms and have all of the, like, you know, you need the YouTube channel and this and that. It's like, yeah, they're all great things, but like we all need our own strategy. Like we all have very unique goals and also resources and time. Um, So we've got to make sure that we've like, let's say you only have two hours a week to build a business, you've got to go, right, where am I most likely to see the results? And for, you know, two hours a week, maybe you're better off going to a networking event and actually just like meeting some people in person, as opposed to just managing to barely put out one YouTube video a week. Um, So yeah, I guess like the specifics come down to really just understanding what works and, you know, what kind of results come from where and then going, right, maybe I should put like adjust my resources to, to fit you know, based on what's, what's happening right now. Yeah. I think that's so interesting to just, you know, take a pulse and monitor. So if you did these three things, like, did it work? Did it not work? You know, was it worth your time? And then you can adjust, uh, going forward. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing there. Is there anything else around sort of these techniques that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, I mean, look, one thing I love to do is that I keep a folder called Evidence of Awesome. And it's one of those things where, yeah, it's just like sometimes we can get really frustrated at all the things we haven't yet achieved. And it's really important to actually be able to look back and go, oh, wow, look at what I did this year. Because it's just like, it's funny how we have, like, we just kind of have like these blind spots to all of our own achievements. And we just like everything we're staring at is like, oh, no, I'm not there yet. 
I'm not there yet. And so what I will do is like break it up by year and just like start if someone says something nice about me, if I hit a certain milestone, I just like keep everything in that folder. And just like every once in a while when I might be feeling a little bit like, uh, you know, a little bit downhearted about what's going on, I would just go back through and be like, damn, like that was actually a really good year. Um, So yeah, it just feels nice. And I think it's like good to have that on your desktop or, you know, you might even want to print some things out and have it on your wall just to remind you of how far you've come. I love that. Evidence of awesome. That is something I am going to do right away. That is such a great reminder. So as we wrap up each podcast, I always ask three questions and it's really fun to hear everyone's background. So the first question is, what is your current morning routine? (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, look, my current morning routine is not one I'm necessarily proud of. I'm working on it. It's, um, it involves mostly hitting snooze (laughs) a couple of times. It's worked into the alarm time though. So actually like it's a planned snooze. I will say that. That's good. the first thing I do though is check my phone, which is like the first thing that needs to go. I know that's not good. Um, and then making breakfast and sitting down and having breakfast with my partner um, before I get ready, ready for the day. So like some of it's good, but I definitely need to replace the phone with exercise. That's, um, it's gotten worse. Like during the COVID times, I just, I started out by doing yoga and doing all these like meditation and reading. And then I don't know what happened. Like two months later, I was like, oh dear, <laughs> that is all gone. Yeah, it is interesting. The boundaries are just, there are none. Um, Mm -hmm. The second one is what is one resource that has helped you the most during your journey? I would say reading. I know that's quite broad, um, but there's probably like a few books in in particular. I mean, The Slight Edge was one, um, but probably one of the most impactful books that I ever read was called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. there's a lot in that book, but yeah, essentially it just kind of teaches you how we're all often limiting ourselves um, and how like we're the thing that's getting in our own way and sort of teaches you how to take the lid off your life and, and actually just like embrace all of the good things and start actually expecting the best from life. So it's one of those books that I, I tell everybody to read. And I, I, it's one that no I really, one has made that recommendation. And now oh, I good. feel like between the evidence of awesome folder and this book, yep. like I'm really excited about that. Yay. <laughs> um, all right. The last one is if you could have one superpower, what would it be? This sounds terrible, but it would be to clone myself. Right. (laughs) Just on really busy. I'm like, if I could just have a team of me in a week, I just feel like that would be amazing. But like, I know that's bad, but like, okay, in all seriousness, it would be flying. Like, let's be honest. Like, who doesn't want to fly? Um, I think. Yeah, like the kid in me is like definitely flying. Whereas like the business owner in me is like, I just need five cats and then I will achieve all of my goals this year. <laughs> for an extra day a week. That's what I ask for. Right. Yes. No one everyone else, else is frozen. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. See, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. This was really, really helpful. And it's so nice to have a different um, perspective. Why don't you tell uh, my listeners where they can find you and what you're up to? Yeah, sure. So um, my website is personalbrandingproject.co and it's got all of the links to everywhere. Um, But also if you are on Instagram, that's probably my favorite place to hang out. So it's at I am Cat Elizabeth, Cat with a K. Um, And yeah, just like DM me and and tell me you heard the episode because I'd love to chat. 
Yeah, I love it. As a side note, my daughter's name is Catherine Elizabeth. So I definitely will not, I do not forget your website. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. I'll put all these links in the show notes. You guys can jo- go check out Kat and her personal branding project and the tips thank were you. amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. For free materials, resources, and all the good stuff, head on over to hollymariehaines.com. That's hollymariehaines.com. And did you love this episode or have questions or other topic ideas? Head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to your podcast at and leave me a review. I'd love to hear your feedback and especially would love you to hit subscribe so you can catch all the extra episodes coming. It's so appreciated and really what keeps this podcast going. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. And thank you so much for listening.